This is sick. It's a really good song. It's like fun. It's fun because it just sounds so real. Yeah. Like everything about it feels authentic. Yeah. Down to the instrumentation. Great vocal performance, too. Yeah. Also, I love that. That like shake, tambourine shaker on the snare, whatever that is. Also, like there's something interesting going on in the groove of this song where it feels behind the beat even for behind the beat right I don't know if it even really is but also a lot of great half steps in the vocal melody which you know it's where the drama is I really like the reverb man mm-hmm. really good rhythmic displacement on the vocal melody yeah. like one two three sure there are a million fans of this dude listening to the podcast but how badly does jason isbell want to write this song that's what i was trying dude i was like dude i was sitting here i want to write it too yeah i'm like why did it like i feel like it sounds so familiar to somebody it's crazy because it uh, the the kind of like i feel like a lot of the modern americana people yeah sound like the song yeah and this band is not they don't have anything to do with that scene dude it's so jason yeah, Isbell. Yeah. you're so right and the slide it was the killing the piano. me yeah yeah wow <laughs> welcome to listen to this talking about songs talking about life talking about the things that matter something that really matters to me is this track fade into you by mozzie star maybe mazzy <laughs> M- Mazzy or Mazzy? Did you ever, um, when you were a kid, did you ever watch the Muzzy tapes? Bonjour, je suis le grand Je suis la jeune fille. Yes, that's French they're speaking. And no, these children aren't French. They're American. And they've acquired their amazing new language skills from Muzzy, the remarkable new video language program for children developed by the British Broadcasting no. Corporation. You know, I remember the commercials. Yeah, about the green monster that eats clocks and yeah. teaches you Spanish. Yeah. Why don't you teach me some fucking Portuguese, Muzzy? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Fade Into You by Massey Star is released on April 12th, 1994. The song was written by lyricist and singer Hope Sandoval, along with composer and producer David Roback. It peaked at number three on the charts in 94 and charted in the top 50 of several other countries, went platinum in the U.S. A lot of people consider this to be one of the best tracks of the 90s, and it's certainly one of my favorite. I I think like what it takes from the 90s sound is that honesty. And it just sounds like a real, like real people playing real instruments, trying to say something that real people feel. Yep. Um, and it just is like really straightforward. I, I wouldn't say that it's like stripped down because there's a lot of really cool musical elements happening, yeah, but it gives you this impression that it's stripped down. Exactly. Which is really cool. Um, and it makes sense because Sandoval and Roback apparently wrote the words and music in one day, according to Roback quote, it came almost at the same time. We weren't trying to write a hit song. We were just writing a song. I think we had a melody and a feel and we just followed that feel. It was acoustic guitar and both of us singing. 
Then we arranged it for the other instruments, piano and slide guitar and drums. So pretty basic. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like they, they went off the feel and st- before anything else, yeah. which I think is a really cool way of writing a song. Yeah. Like th- it's so like flowy and movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which in, in that kind of arrangement where you have a lot of things like with drums, pianos, guitars, all this yeah. stuff, usually you don't get that flowy, yeah. ethereal kind of thing going well, what on. Do you, what do you think that comes from? Because that's what I was going to ask. Like that was like my first question I wanted to ask you about well, it. You had a good comment during the list, listening part where you said that the vocal had good like rhythmic displacement. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where like this ethereal, that vocal displacement um with like the reverb and the mm-hmm. delivery and how she's singing it against the band is what I think pulls together. Yeah, this. yeah, and and just like that's kind of slower behind the beat. It's yeah. like I feel like I want to first highlight the slide guitar. Yeah, I don't think people realize that you can play a slide guitar and it's not like a country song. Exactly. And I don't think people totally appreciate the emotional depth that comes from like a slide or pedal steel. Yeah. You know any of these instruments where you can, you don't really have frets. Yeah. So there's nothing, you just sort of glide. Yeah. I mean, frets are like the original auto-tune. Yeah, nice. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, so like, the coolest thing about this song is that it just like, it feels patient. It does, yeah. It feels patient and almost like the person singing it has like given up. But not in a boring way. No, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't feel, you don't get tired. It builds. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a good point. Like the way... If she had sung it really straight, right, it might just sound like a weird Matchbox Twenty song, right? Like that's like slowed down ten percent. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's so cool. Like, love the slide. Her her vocal sounds great. This would be a, like a really good opportunity for us to talk about reverb. Yeah, because I don't know if we touched on it in the podcast before maybe a little bit yeah but it could be bare repeating like what is reverb reverb's had a really interesting story arc yeah yeah of being really popular and then not popular at all Mm -hmm. and it got really popular when they had really amazing chambers and which are like you know these huge like you know in new york city they had big four-story recording studios yeah and they would turn a stairwell into a reverb chamber sounds so cool where they would set up speakers and send a signal out and they would put microphones in this chamber and you'd get reverb. Yeah. And it was beautiful. You think like, you know, Frank Sinatra, you think Led Zeppelin, like big reverb. It was amazing. People loved it. Drum machines were really important. It was really tight and snappy. Now, what was really cool about reverb in the 80s is they affected reverb with these digital units yeah. making like famous gated snare drum. Yeah, yeah. You know, but there's also like, you know, the Phil Collins, Genesis stuff where there's tons of reverb. There's tons and it's all cool. It comes from that lexicon yeah. machine. It was That's all very really digital. Dope. Like, yeah, the digital reverb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the 90s, it got even less cool because we got 90s music got so organic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it got reverb wasn't a huge thing. It was more like really short delays. And what was cool about I liked about this song, and I was so surprised that it came out in 94 because I was like, man, I'm like people weren't making records like that. Where yeah, like, yeah. There was so much reverb and it's like so thick and it's so interesting. I'm like, I, I would have said, I would have said, not 94. No yeah, way. Yeah. That's so interesting. Right now, reverb is really cool. I think it's really popular. It's like, is there a difference? We'll, we'll just, I'll just ask you a million questions. Is there a difference between natural reverb and not natural reverb? D- yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's like, there's linear reverbs and non-linear okay, reverbs. I love where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know the exact sciences of behind mm-hmm. these things, but 
what reverb essentially is, is like when I'm speaking to you in this room, yeah. there's my initial sound that you hear. But what you're actually hearing is my initial sound and the sound bouncing off of all the other things. Yeah. And that's what creates this room. And what these plugins and what these units are doing are is taking out that initial thing. So all you can hear are just the reflections yeah. bouncing around. So this is like a cool concept to think about, like the fact that like there is no such thing as a true isolation of sound. And like when we hear an instrument or when we hear somebody speak, we're not only hearing the source, but also its interaction with the other things in the environment. Exactly, which is why people are like, they are on a journey to find the right room yeah, to yeah. record in because that makes an imprint on what's, how things are going to sound. What's the craziest reverb you've ever recorded? Um, there is really that really cool chamber at Blackbird mm-hmm. where you can raise and lower the ceiling yeah, yeah. and create different like reverb tails. I think that's fucking really cool. Yeah. As far as like recording real reverb and not using like a plug-in. Freshness with a spin, plug it in, plug it in. S.C. Johnson, family company. But, but let's talk talk about plugins because you can do so much like with digital cool, reverb that's insane. So what's cool about these reverbs is um, what you can do is you can take a real existing room and make it into your plugin. Yeah. So like we can take this room, set up a bunch oh, of microphones cool. and we set it we send a tone to it and we record it and then we put it into the plugin and virtually in the computer is the sound of this room as a reverb plugin. That's fucking sick. I wonder if like I'm now I'm just thinking about rooms I've been in in my life. It's like great reverb in Beth Jacob during my yeah. bar mitzvah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do remember talking about reverb on one episode, and I just want to bring it up again. I played at this club called the Louisiana, which I think was in Bristol, um, Bristol, England, not Connecticut, not Connecticut. And they had a plate reverb there that you could use oh, for the show, sick. and we used it, and it sounded fucking weird. Yeah, I'm sure. It, but it was like this big fucking strip of metal, basically yes. that was on a wall, like massive, massive. Yeah. It was so cool to like be like this sound interacts with that. Yeah. So yeah. plates, if, I mean, if I remember right. It's so like the plate. It's a big. It's a big giant chunk of metal with these magnets on yeah. or coils on it, and you send sound to it, and it literally reverberates. And those sa- and then the coils pick up that reverberation. Yeah, yeah. It's it sounded like too weird, honestly. Yeah. Like our show sucked that night, but it was worth it. It was worth it. Hey Gilmore, you suck, you jackass. Why don't you shut the hell up? Um, I like just a couple more things about this song, like. Nothing, not that much like really happens in yeah. it, but that really works out well. And I just want to know, like, what do you think about that? It's like what we were talking about with like Game of Thrones, <laughs> like yes. on, the, on the downtime, like yeah. we're like, when you try to explain someone, a novel or a fantasy book about, you're trying to explain it and you realize sounds, nothing really doesn't happen, Yeah, yeah. but stuff does happen, Yeah, but you can't explain it. That's how I feel about this song. Yeah, it seems like it has a lot of emotional content to it. Like yeah. this song like stops people in their tracks. A lot of different people from different backgrounds. I think that's really cool. Yeah, like, I mean that's why I was I was kind of quiet on the listening part because I yeah. just got stuck listening. Just I, was like, like, ooh, what? Yeah, I was like, what the hell is this? Keeping a really steady beat and then playing around with the rhythm can really create this kind of cool hypnotic thing. And the fact that there's not like a lot of dynamics in the song really helps. Yeah. It's very across the bar line. Yeah. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah. Across the bar line. That was better than me just like (laughs) making drum noises and then being like, you heard that, right? Now now, now loop it in your head. Um, (laughs) This song's cool. Like the last thing I want to say is like, I really appreciate a piece of music that is patient with itself. 
And I think like this is something that is getting lost nowadays in our in our music listening. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this song does kind of have that little slide guitar hook off the beginning, but it takes a little while before it gets into the fade into you right. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just really cool that they don't give a fuck. They're like, we're gonna take our time. Some feelings take time. Nice. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, you don't dude. get them immediately, yeah, and I think that's like what's cool about this one. Definitely different from what's going on today. Yeah. Now, gri- like feelings are like urgent. Yeah. And like, well, we don't even have feelings. We just like want to buy things. <laughs> right. We have to, people want to buy their feelings. Uh, you know? God damn it. I wonder how Mozzie Star feels about um, global capitalism. Dude, you know what was crazy? What's the um, composer's name on this? Dave Roback, yeah, not dude. Dave Brubeck. Is that what you e- thought? Even better. Yes. Like I was thinking, I was thinking like Brubeck too. Yeah, yeah. But I was also, this is funny. Like during this whole conversation, I've been imagining Burt Bacharach. Oh, nice. As like the guy, like this old <laughs> Burt Bacharach. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burt Bacharach. Burt Bacharach wrote like a million songs, I know. but like basically only know him for his appearance in Austin Powers. Yeah, dude, yes. Mr. Yes. Burt Bacharach and Thank Elvis you. Costello. Yeah, dude, right? yeah, dude. Playing that Carpenter song, which yes. I think he wrote. Great dun, song. Dun, 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 Never dun, Fall dun, in Love dun, Again. Dun, yeah. Damn, we got to do that one. Wow. Anyway, this has been Fade Into You by Mozzie Star. I would, I would recommend checking out a lot of their records. Unfortunately, they don't make music anymore. Um, Dave Roback died I don't know when probably maybe like the year 2000 sticks out in my head right. maybe 2010 I don't know they're basically the same Y2K. here 2 k yeah it's like LeBron's in the finals no matter what so. <laughs> <laughs>